0: And it's a series about the way we see things, the way we think things, the way we, we, we feel things. And, and, and a paradigm shift, if you don't know what that is, is, is like I, essentially I was, I was going this way uh, and something has happened. I've had a shift in my thinking or my heart or my spirit and, and, and I'm going this way here. And, and we're going to, over the next few weeks, we're going to unpack this and uh, with some different speakers. Next week we have Pastor Steve Green, uh, our senior pastor, going to be with us. So I know he's going to have a great message as well. But, but, but it's a series that I think is pretty poignant for what we're all going through at the moment and the, the seasons that we're in. And, and I just wanted to share a couple of thoughts this morning uh, uh, around you. I'll, I want to speak about you today and, and me and, and the other people that are around you. But, but here's the thing I want us to look at this morning is, is the value of you. How do you see the value of you? Come on, let's pray. Father, Lord, this morning, right now, Holy Spirit, I thank you for your, your presence here. So strong this morning, oh God. So so, so gentle this morning. And, and Lord, I pray, would, Lord, would you use my words, Father, this morning. Lord, the, just, just normal words, Father, but I pray, would you anoint this morning, Lord, that, that every person in this place today, Lord, that they would hear your voice speaking to them, My oh God. That they would have a download from your heart this morning that Almighty God, they were, they were to get a fresh, fresh glimpse of who you are and the value that you have in each one of these people here today. So, Lord, we praise you this morning. We honor you and we give you all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Now, Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 to 4, it says this. It says, Since you have been raised to a new life with Christ, set your sights... Which means this, essentially that means make a shift in what you see. Set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things... Of Earth, And, and this morning, I, I want us to have a conversation. I want us to unpack uh, a, a fascinating uh, couple of scriptures this morning uh, uh, that talk about the value of you, that talk about the value of me and, 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 and how we see ourselves because, because we can all see our value through the eyes that are not the way that God sees us. And, and I, I realize that this is a, a bit of a topic that can be quite confronting for some. For, from, your, from your journey and, and, and what you're feeling today and, and maybe what your expectations are of tomorrow. Can, can I say, can I, can I just encourage you right now as, as Denise said, just, just lean in a little bit more, just open your hearts and, and even just under your breath right now be praying, God, will you speak to me today? There's a fascinating p- piece of scripture that we're gonna, we're gonna dig into that, that it's essentially is all about this, about a great exchange. And I'm believing today That for each one of us here this morning, that the way you walked in, maybe carrying some things with you this morning, that there's an opportunity for a great exchange today. And that the way you leave this place, walk out those doors, hop in your car, is going to be different to the way you come in this morning. Scripture talks about great exchange. And, and see, when I, when, I look about, uh, when I look around our around world at, at the moment and we see, we see people, especially celebrities, and we think, well, wow, they've got it all. They've got fame and fortune and they've got cars and they've got, got amazing houses and they travel all these incredible places. They seem to have, on the outside, have everything that, we, uh, that people want in this world. But, but the, when you start to look a little bit deeper, it's only every time we see the news these days, as a celebrity who has is, who is fallen into addiction or, or divorce or, or, or suicide or, or, or just uh, really struggling with life in this celebrity world. What's on the outside is not necessarily what's going on in the inside. And, and just take an amazing guy, Robin Williams, remember, remember him from a few years ago, he was Mork off Mork and Mindy, if you can remember Mork and Mindy, oh, I'm probably too old for that, all the oldies will start laughing now, Mork, uh, and, and, and Robin Williams was, a, was an incredible guy who made people all over the world laugh and have fun, and he was just a funny guy, but, but he lost the battle with, with, a, with, a, with his mental well-being as well, what's on the outside is not necessarily what's all on the inside, we see things differently. The University of New York, in the city of New York, it said they did a study called this. Uh, uh, and it was about how men and women see things differently. Does anybody agree with that or right? Men and women see things differently, right? Okay, we should do a study here, Hey, eh? we, could, we could probably be, beat the university. <laughs> uh, and now the, this uh, research project that they did uh, said this. That they said that men's eyes are more sensitive to small details and moving objects while women are more perceptive to color changes. It's study, it's, it's research, these are professors. Uh, this project's also found out that men and women also focus differently. There you go. The experiments found that men are likely to focus on the mouth of a person in a conversation and are more likely to be distracted by movement behind that person, while women tend to shift their focus between the speaker's eyes and their body, and they are more likely to just be distracted by any person. <laughs> there you go. That's a study. The study found that most, in most cases, females have a better, uh, had better sensitivity and an ability to categorize odors better than males. So men, it appears that women have more sensitive ears and better noses than us. Uh, and that the study concluded that men and women See things differently. See, I think you're the same as me. And, and, and there's times when we, we don't see things in uh, and, and other people. We, we see uh, people at times, we don't see the things correctly. We don't see people. We look on the outside and, and see people and make some judgment calls or make some assumptions by what we see on the outside. We, we don't see everyone or every situation correctly. I, I think we're all the same. Uh, and, and, we, and, and here's the thing, we, we also don't see our own value correctly at times. We don't see how valuable we are in our lives. Our, our self-esteem can take a hit, our, our, our mental well-being can, can struggle at various times in our lives. And, and I want to tell you today that in this series we're going to talk about a paradigm shift. I believe that for you and me we need a paradigm shift in what we see, how we see what we think, and how we think. But in our humanity, there's, there's three problems that we, we all have. We all have three, uh, three particular problems. See, we all like to look at the outside, but God looks at the heart. Uh, and, and also, it, it is what is in the heart that defines the person, but it's a part of bringing out of the heart that transforms the person. The Bible says this about you this morning, that he loves you that you are highly favored, that you are called, you're the apple of his eye this morning. He has a plan for you. He made you for a purpose with a, a particular plan in mind. He calls you his beloved, that you are his child. You are precious to God and you're highly, highly valuable to him. And there's probably some people here that are kind of, maybe you've got your your arms crossed and you're thinking, no, that's not for me. I I, I don't believe that at all. And and you kind of like let things fly over your head. And can I say, why don't you just sit back and just receive this morning? Because the truth is you are loved. The Word of God says you are called and you are chosen. You are highly favored that you are a champion, that you can do it. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Come on, why don't you receive some of his promises that he has for you this morning? See, and sometimes we we just don't see any of this in ourselves. We we question our own worth and our own value, but the reality is, is that we all need a paradigm shift, and I'm believing today there's a shift in our heart that will transform us and help us to see through the eyes of Jesus. The passage we're going to look at this morning is, is found in Matthew chapter 13, verse 44 to 46, and And within these couple of verses, there's almost like two stories that are the same story, uh, but coming from a different perspective. So let's look at the first one, right from, uh, from verse 44. It says this, a person discovered that there was hidden treasure in a field. Upon finding it, he hid it again. Because of uncovering such treasure, he was overjoyed and sold all he had possessed to buy the entire field just so he could have the treasure. This guy, this person, he discovered, they discovered something that captured his heart so much so that it enabled, enabled him and caused an action to possess this treasure. Because of this treasure, that scripture says that this person was filled with joy, not just a warm fuzzy feeling, not just a, a quiet laugh or a giggle, but, but so much so that he sold everything he had, every worldly possession he had, he sold it to be able to buy this field where he had found the treasure. Everything he had gained in life, he sold it so he could have the treasure. It's almost like the ultimate treasure hunter, right? Like the movie Indiana Jones, another old movie for those if if you're under 20. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple, of doom, right? Uh, that was an amazing movie where, they, where they, Indiana Jones had gone on this uh, quest to find treasure and, and they did everything they could to find the treasure and once they found the treasure they did everything they could to hold on to the treasure and it's an amazing movie that, that kind of goes that they did everything they could to find it and everything they could to hold on to this treasure and, and it's so often in life we do exactly the same thing. We do exactly the same thing. We so we can find what we think is treasure in our, in our careers and maybe in our friendships or, or, or our bank balances, maybe what we can buy or our, our appearances or who we hang out with, like our, our status. We can, we can find treasure in all of those things and we can do everything we humanly can and everything we can possibly do to hold on to it. Bible says in Matthew 6, 21 that wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be also. You see, it's amazing how what we can see as valuable treasure to us can sometimes be the very thing that takes a place in our lives that treasure was never meant to take. Judy Garland said this, the greatest treasures are those invisible to the eye but felt by the heart. Now, here's the second part of this passage. And I really encourage you this week to to dig into this this scripture and this this passage that we're reading because it's fascinating to see the two sides of the story. And, And here we pick it up from verse 45. And it's the same story again, but from a different perspective. It says this, Heaven's kingdom realm is like a jewel merchant in search of real rare pearls. When he discovered one very precious and exquisite pearl, he immediately gave up all he had in exchange for it. Theologians say that, the, that this story, there's, there's two characters in this, in this short story, and the jewel merchant who is searching for exquisite pearls, that's Jesus. And the one precious and exquisite pearl, that's you. That's us. Husbands, right now, you could turn to your wife and go, you're an exquisite pearl. (laughs) Only if you're married. (laughs) Jesus is like the jewel hunter, and he's he's on it. He's searching, but he's searching for the one exquisite and most precious pearl. And and it's amazing how this story changes all all, all its impact when you understand that Jesus was searching for just the one And when he found it, he didn't sell anything. He gave it all up immediately to have that one pearl. That Jesus would give up willingly, immediately, everything. Who he was for you. It's the greatest exchange ever that God, that Jesus would take our mess and would give us his love. He's like, throw the mess over there. Jesus would, would, would catch it. He would just pour out his love. That we would throw Jesus out, our pain and our shame and our, and our hurt, and, and Jesus would take it all and there's a great exchange, willingly giving up everything, even his own blood for you and for me. He didn't stop to think about it or to, to, to phone a friend or to sell anything. or He didn't first stalk you on Facebook or anything like that before, before making that call to exchange what he had for you. But, but he left his exalted place of glory. He came and he paid a price uh, for you, his precious treasure. The the sin of the whole world, he took upon himself by shedding his blood, paying that price. The the exchange for, for our sin, he took upon his very own body. The greatest exchange ever. So you are the one exquisite pearl. You're unique. You're his precious treasure. You prompted him to give up all he had, to give up everything in exchange that he could have you as his very own. It's the greatest exchange. Maybe for some here that this is a a huge paradigm shift in in your thinking because you may not feel like, why would someone give up everything for me? Why would someone do that just for me? I need to tell you today that Jesus Christ, he did it for you and for me without a second thought. And he did it he gave up everything for us. It's the greatest exchange. Your shame for his freedom. Your pain for his healing. Your problems for his plan. Your sin for his salvation. It's the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So what do we do? What do we do with this great exchange, with, with, with our value? And, and, and while a paradigm shift happens, when we understand this, that the first thing is that he never gives up on me. He never gives up on you. There was a father who had a son. And the son decided to take his father's money and and, and, and early. He decided to take it and because he wanted to do life his way. He wanted to do what he wanted to do when he wanted to do it. He sounds like teenagers today, but the son just, he wanted to do it all himself. He took his father's money and went to a faraway land. He, he wasted everything that the father had gave him until there was an economic downturn in the land. A, and the son finally come to his senses when he was feeding animals and then he was starving, he was hungry and he, he was feeding pigs. And when he saw what the pigs were eating, he was starting to think, wow, this looks pretty amazing food. When he came to his senses, he knew that in his father's house, that at least he had decent meals. So he went off, headed home on the journey home to his father, to his amazement. His dad, his dad was waiting for him to come home. His dad never gave up on his son, on his boy, on his, on his daughter, on his, on his family member. So, so much so that he would stand at the end of the driveway watching and waiting for his son to come home. The dad never gave up on his son, not even for one minute. Does that story sound familiar? Does that story sound familiar to you? He said, have you ever walked away? left home, done something really crazy, yeah. I want you to know today that, that your heavenly Father, hear this, will never and will not ever give up on you. He's just like he's just at the end of the driveway. He, he's looking for you. He, he's waiting for you. He will never give up on you. Proverbs 2.4 says this. It says that he searches for them, searches for you as he would for silver, seeking them like hidden treasure. The second thing is this, is that a paradigm shift, it happens when we understand that I am precious to him. It's like these these points today, I've kind of made them that they can be a declaration that you can use, that he will never give up on me. Uh, when you're at work this week, or when you're at home this week, or when you're, you're feeling like the world's against you, that you can use this as a declaration that he will never give up on me. And, and the second thing is that you can, you can declare that I know that when I don't feel valued or when I'm feeling like I'm used and abused by different people or different things, that I am precious to him. These are declarations. Ephesians 1.4 says this, even before he made the world, God loved us, and he chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Many years ago, we were living in Hamilton, and, and we were on, on staff at the Hamilton Elam Church there now, and down at, by the base in Tarapa, and, and our, our kids were pretty, pretty small then, and and this one day, on a Sunday morning service, uh, Denise and I, we, we took two cars. We, I'd had to go early, and Denise come a bit later with the kids. And after church, we'd had a great morning, and we, we, we get home, and we do—we normally a family of five, and we did the count-up, and there was only four of us. We had done this thing that hopefully no one else has done, but we'd left a child behind at church. I thought Denise had taken her and she thought I'd taken her. I I was just like, I was heartbroken. This this precious little girl of probably about five that I'd left behind at church. So I got in the car and I broke all the speed records to get back to church to, to pick up this precious little girl. And when I finally found her, she was having a blast at church. She didn't even realize that we had left or that we had gone. Oh, but it was one of those, you know, parents, you know what it's like. It's a terrible, terrible feeling. Uh, when, because one of the most precious things to you, your, your, your children or your, your daughter or your son, they are so precious to you. Now, I didn't think, we had three uh, daughters at that stage. I didn't think, well, we've got two that, that's, a, that's more than half. We could, we could afford to lose one. Uh, you know, what, 60%? As you know, three, two out of three is not too bad. And like, like when I was at school, um, if I got over 60% of my exams, I thought that was fantastic. I'd take that any day. But, but no, it, it's totally different. Each one is precious to Him. And I remember bringing this, this little girl home. And just apologizing all the way. sorry, darling, for leaving you behind. And she was oblivious to what had just happened. But we were totally heartbroken that we could even do that. It was an honest mistake. Truly, it was an honest mistake. <laughs> but see, the truth is that, that you... You are incredibly precious to God, so much so that he searches for you like that treasure hunter, look, looking for you for that, for that exquisite pearl, that, like, like the merchant did. and see, see, I think one of the cruelest lies of the enemy, of the devil, is to tell you that you don't matter. I think one of, the, one of the, the most terrible lies that he tells us is that you're not worth it and no one cares. Don't believe that lie because it's not true. The word of God says the opposite. And one thing I've discovered that the enemy, especially when we are maybe, maybe struggling or we're feeling a little bit, we're feeling tired or exhausted, that the enemy's lies start to sink in and we start to listen to them. Here's the trick, don't listen. Keep fighting back with the word of God because you know the truth, that you are highly favoured, you are of value, that you are like that one exquisite and unique pearl that the merchant will search everywhere for that. And when he had found that one pearl, he gave up everything to have that pearl, which is you. You are precious to God. Band, you could start to come now, that would be great. The third thing is this, is the paradigm shift happens when we understand that he gave it all for me. What would you give me for what I've got in this bag? If I said that, it's a pretty flash blag, right? Yeah. No, it's not really. What would you give me for what I have in this bag if I said that there's something in here that is so amazing that will change the rest of your life forever? What would you give me? Would would you maybe sell something? Would you maybe give me some money or? How about would you would you like take a bit of public embarrassment by if I said, oh well if you come up and did a song and dance with a tutu on and you could have it, would you, like a bit of public embarrassment, would you, would that be enough for you to, to say yeah, I want whatever's got in the bag would you would you maybe suffer a bit of hurt or pain for what I've got in this bag, so you could just have this, whatever's in this bag here that will change your life a bit of injury or maybe a bit of losing a little bit of of your own blood through pain to have what what I've got in here because it's pretty amazing. What, What would you give in exchange for what I've got on this bag? Would you be prepared to give everything? Would you exchange all that you have for what I have in this bag? I want to remind you today that Jesus Christ gave everything for you. It was the greatest exchange of love never to be repeated again. He gave, he gave his, his all, His, his place, his, his body, His life in exchange for you, that you might be free, that you might know what it is to be loved by Him. Hebrews 12, too, says this. It says, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the finisher and the perfecter of faith. For the joy set before Him, He endured the cross. For the joy set before Him, you were part of His joy. You were on His mind when He endured the cross, scorning its shame, and then sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He took your mess. It was a shift. He took your mess and exchanged it with his love. He took your brokenness and and, and, and he exchanged it with peace. He took it all and exchanged it all he had for you. See, Jesus Christ is God's answer to our greatest problem, to your greatest problem. You can't love Jesus too much. You can't think about Him too much. You can't thank Him too much or depend upon Him too much. Because all our forgiveness, all our justification, all our righteousness is in It's the greatest exchange ever. And it's on offer for you. Why don't you close your eyes right now? I'm going to pray. I really wanted to to pray for some people here today and just wave your eyes closed and every head is bowed. It's just like this morning, if if I was to turn this and say, uh, your, your journey so far, what is the thing? What is something that is just on top for you right now that you would give anything to exchange to move it out of your life, to give it away? maybe it's shame I don't want to be embarrassed or feel like that anymore maybe it's pain maybe it's loss maybe it's addiction what what is the thing that you would put out on the table and say Jesus take it from me? Jesus, I, I give it to you. Because sometimes we can hold on so tightly to things that are not healthy or great for us. And, and I think God is sometimes tapping us on the shoulder and saying, like, like I'll, I'll, I'll take it if you release it, if you give it. It's the greatest exchange ever. It's your, your stuff, your mess for my love. I'll, I'll take it all willingly, immediately. I'll give everything. This moment in this next 10 seconds right across this room if there's something right now that's popping in your mind all I want just silently in your heart right now all, all I'm asking or encouraging you to do is, is, is to say this is say, Jesus I give you this I exchange it for your love I exchange it for your Ten seconds. Why don't you do that right now? Hallelujah. Praise you, Almighty God. Right across this room, Lord, I thank you for great exchanges with you. That is going on. That is happening in hearts and lives. I thank you that you are faithful, Lord Jesus. That that you gave up everything for each one, Lord God. So Lord, today I pray, Father, that according to your word, Lord Jesus, you said that you would take our sin, you would take our stuff, you would take our mess. So Father, right now we we act upon the greatest exchange in all of history of Jesus Christ taking our sin upon a cross dying and rising again, that we may be free. So, Lord, I pray for your healing touch upon every heart and every life right now. Lord, exchanging uh, darkness with your light, oh God, exchanging hate, Father God, with your love and your peace, oh God, right now. Lord, turmoil, Father God. Exchanged, Father God, for the peace of the kingdom of heaven. So, Lord, today, I pray for these incredible people that you would bless, you would keep, and you would guide as they do business with you this morning. Jesus.